Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Everything Tarantino podcast. I'm Azodi, your host, um, and in this episode we're going to be talking about, well, how I created Everything Tarantino, what it's about, fun facts, and just for our audience to get to know us really. Um, I thought it would be a good idea to have a nice little introduction type episode as our first episode to just explain everything and any questions you guys might have and just to kind of introduce myself. So as mentioned, I'm Azra D. I am the host for this podcast and I am also the creator of Everything Tarantino. And truly Everything Tarantino for me is a passion project. It just, it started off with my passion for film and as someone who loves film and knows quite a bit about film, I would have to say that one of my favourite, if not my favourite director, is Quentin Tarantino. And, I mean, there's a lot of things I could say about him, but his style and his immersion and the kind of atmosphere he creates with his films is probably one of the big things that really intrigues me to his otaris style and you know I just wanted to kind of create this website as an outlet for other people who also might want to either learn more about Quentin Tarantino and his works or already know about Quentin Tarantino and our fans and just want a nice interactive website where you can read blogs you can you know speak to us you can email us ask us questions interact with us and just to really create this community, this niche community, which I think is really missing from the blogging scene. So Everything Tarantino is a website. We also have this podcast that I'm recording right now. And we also have a magazine and an Instagram page. So we're pretty much available on all platforms print media, digital media, you name it, we're, we're there. And our tags are the same at Everything Tarantino on all platforms again. So you can find us anywhere. We're accessible at all times. Um, and yeah, really, that's kind of the, oh, this whole intro to kind of what the website is and what it's about. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about this, I guess our first blog, blog post, I think that's a good place to start. Um, and you know, this is my first ever podcast episode I've ever done. So if you guys have any suggestions, please do submit it to our sign up forum, which is located at the bottom of the homepage on the Everything Tarantino website. Um, and also you can you can also um email us at everything tarantino info at everything tarantino.com um you can dm us on instagram so any kind of feedback is much appreciated and i'd also love to hear suggestions on things that you guys would like to see in future episodes things you guys would like to see on our website um anything specific on anything that we create basically we are here to provide for this community um and we're here to create a place where everyone can feel included within this topic 
and just everyone's interest in film in general. So if if you're listening to this and you don't know much about Quentin Tarantino, I'll just kind of give you a little overview. Quentin Tarantino is one of the, well, arguably one of the most influential directors um, slash filmmakers in in our time, really, to exist. Um, in In this generation, anyway, I believe so. He's, I find that, I mean, a lot of people find this, actually. It's not just me that Quentin Tarantino has genuinely stamped his mark into Hollywood um, in filmmaking and cinema and, well, filmmaking history forever because of his style of filmmaking. And he is considered an auteur. And he just has this really specific style of making films um, and including certain aspects where when you watch the film, it is so distinctly Quentin Tarantino that you just know it's a Quentin Tarantino film which is something I really like I think it's a really cool trademark um I think it's something that sets him apart from other directors and other film creators um it's just something that makes him unique which is something that you know it's just what I love about his films he enjoys playing paying homage to old cinema um and just like paying his respect to films that he loves, actors that he admires, kind of reviving people's um, careers as well, like he did with um, a lot of the actors in his films. And honestly, he's just an amazing director. If you haven't seen any of his films, you definitely have to check them out. Um, We have a whole page on his films. Um, If you just click the film section on the menu bar on our website, At the top, it will take you to a page where there are his top five films. Um, If you press read more, you can read more about the film. Um, Just get more of an idea about the context of the film and kind of fun facts about it. As well as if you scroll down further on that page, um, on the film page on our website, you can also find um, our site mascot, Mabel, who is a dog. She rates um, a lot of his popular films um, from a five-star rating, so out of five, she'll give a numbered rating um, and basically kind of give you an overview of if the film's worth watching or not, which all of his films are, but, you know, um, if you're looking for that four-star to five-star kind of film to watch that day, that is a good place to check out on our website. Um, we also have forums and polls and quizzes which make our website more interactive. Um, and really, you know, whatever you're looking for, this website has. And that's just the kind of thing that I wanted to create is a community and a place and a platform where we can all collaborate together. Um, you know, although I am the sole creator of this, this kind of website and this brand I don't want it to just be completely on me you know I've laid out the bones of this project but I want this community and this kind of group of people to be able to collaborate together to be able to interact together speak to each other and share and exchange ideas and just kind of you know have a place where they feel that they belong within this sector of film 
And anyway, back to Quentin Tarantino. Sorry, I get carried away a lot. As you can tell, I do have quite a strong passion for Quentin Tarantino's films. Strong enough to make a website, clearly. And yeah, so going back to his um, distinct film style, it is truly something that makes him so iconic. Um, And there's so many, there's so many reasons for that. You know, he's always, from a young age, he's read many comic books. This is just to give some context on him as a person, Quentin Tarantino. He used to read many comic books, watched many hours of TV, went to the cinema very often. Um, And he also worked at a video store called Video Archives in Manhattan Beach, California, where, you know, he was actually well known by his local community for how incredible his film knowledge was and his amazing film recommendations. And a famous quote by him that I just wanted to say to you guys is, when people ask me if I went to film school, I tell them, no, I went to films. And I think that's just such a beautiful quote because it just goes to show that someone that has that passion for film, that has that idea, that has that spark and that excitement to create art and to create something to be truly remembered by, by not just a community of people, but by the whole world, you know, and to change and to incorporate his style into the film industry, I think is honestly so beautiful. And it really just goes to show that you don't have to do specific things to get to a certain place you know I think it's so inspirational and really just says you can if you have this idea and you have this passion and you know you are going to make it you can and there's nothing stopping you you know he went from working in a video store to being one of the biggest filmmakers and directors in the world and so much so that I'm literally making a website a podcast about him So it really just, I think that's a beautiful quote and I just really wanted to tell you guys about that. So he would also write screenplays during the time that he worked at this video store. And one of those screenplays that he wrote was for quite a famous film called True Romance, um, which was later released in 1993. And it, it did do quite well. And another one of his films that he wrote the screenplay for was Reservoir Dogs. He wrote, directed, and acted in his later film, Pulp Fiction, which was released in 1994. And all of these films maintained his stylized violence from Reservoir Dogs, his earlier film, and his signature non-linear storylines. He, you know, he wrote Pulp Fiction in 1992, and in 1993, with some aid from Roger Avery, he worked closely with... um, you know, he worked closely with him during the writing of True Romance. He was able to incorporate scenes that Avery originally wrote for True Romance in 1993 to create this non-linear format that just allows the viewer to be with each character for a longer period of time, rather than it being, you know, just in complete chronological order, which in that way, the audience just would have less time with each character and to get to know them as an individual and their personalities and I think that just really adds to the film because you feel that kind of connection through the screen with that character and you're able to align with them through this piece of media. And additionally, you know, this format, it creates this kind of intersectionality between the character and their story. And again, just aids for the audience to get to know the aims and the story and the context 
behind the characters, behind the film as a whole, which just adds to your understanding. Um, I just want to go over some aspects and some techniques that he's presented in Pulp Fiction that he also presents in all of his films pretty much because he is an auteur. So some of these include episodic non-linear narratives and, you know, therefore intersectionality. A lot of references to other films, postmodernism, irony and absurdity, combining and blurring the genre of characteristics of different types of genres and different types of topics, extended dialogue scenes um, about generally about issues that are not plot centred. You know, it doesn't add anything to the plot. However, it does add to this character and to the audience's understanding of the character. Um. He enjoys standalone virtuoso sequences, needle drop music sequences, dynamic camera work and shots, extreme close-ups, crash zooms and dolly zooms, which are his signature stylistic use of the camera. Um, If you've seen any Quentin Tarantino films, um, this is a little controversial, but you know that he does include a lot of close-ups, especially of feet, which I guess could also be added to his autoristic stamp. I mean... A lot of people don't really know why. I mean, there's a lot of rumours going around saying that he might be into feet, but that's just him as as a director. And it is just a rumour. So I guess we'll never know. But that does add to him being an otar. He likes to include unexpected coincidental narrative twists. There's a lot of narrative twists in all of his films and a lot of intersectionality, um, which you will notice if you've seen more than one of his films. Um, there's a lot of exaggerated production design. For example, he created Jackrabbit Slims, which is a diner in Pulp Fiction, which is an entirely fake diner that he came up with. And it, it looks very realistic and does pay homage to the 90s, like, themed diners that they had at the time. He also likes to cast, um, actors who have kind of fallen out of the mainstream and just, um, kind of revive their careers in a way, I guess you could say. Um, he always has a strong female protagonist, revenge as the theme or the plot engine, a lot of violence and strong language, but it just kind of adds to the viewing experience. Um, you know, his biggest reason for being well known, like I said, is his autoristic style. And this is just easily recognised in all of his films. He's able to produce films with significantly different storylines and plots while still keeping similarities in each and every one. Um, Some recurring aspects of his styles actually include long extended intense dialogue scenes between characters, generally just like mundane conversations, like I mentioned before. They don't add to the plot, but they do give more insight to the characters personally. Really humorously dramatic violence sequences that are definitely over-exaggerated, but again, it's a trademark of his work. Um, Similar camera angles, POV shots, mirror shots, extreme close-ups, especially, like I mentioned, feet, facial features, expressions, dance scenes for sure. This is evident in Pulp Fiction and um, in Reservoir Dogs too. Um, These are always... These are always accompanied by a distinct and memorable soundtracks. It's always a catchy song that will be stuck in your head that relates to what's going on in that situation. Um, And, you know, he really likes using the same cast. It's reliable. It 
continues to show that it's his film because it shows his continuity and his trademark and his preference throughout his work. And some of these people include Samuel Jackson, Uma Thurman, Michael Madsen, Brad Pitt and Christopher Waltz. And um, again, back to the reviving careers thing. He actually had John Travolta in mind to play Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. And by the time that he was writing Pulp Fiction, John Travolta's career kind of disappeared. You know, he was known for Saturday Night Fever and Grease, but he did take up some smaller roles and films that didn't quite make it, that did start to diminish his career. And so many people had forgotten about him. However, Tarantino didn't. And by casting him, the movie did so well, you know, not just because he was in it, but just the movie doing so well and him being casted in it, he later like just became more well known his career was revived he was back working he was back in the film scene back in the hollywood scene well known um and pulp fiction became a cult classic and it cultivates tarantino's worldwide fan base and recognition he just reminded the viewers of their nostalgic attachment to travolta because of those previous popular films that he'd been in that so many people know and love Furthermore, um, Tarantino really enjoys this kind of paying homage to old cinema, whether it's with the retro scene at Jackrabbit Slims, the fake diner that he created, um, or, you know, like just adding dance sequences. For example, there's a dance sequ sequence in one of his favourite films called Bande Pas by Jean-Luc Godard, and he included that in Pulp Fiction in the diner dance scene between Mia and um, Vincent. So he does definitely show that. Essentially, there's just no denying that Quentin Tarantino has been influenced by and continues to influence the world of cinema from his trademark style, ideas and imagery created within his work, having the ability to create a fancy world for an extraordinary viewing experience. He seeks to create art and stories in any way that he can, and his main goal being to create an unforgettable visual. I would just like to thank all of you for listening to our first episode and for being so supportive. All the love that you've shown for everything Tarantino does not go unrecognised and unseen. It means a lot to me as a creator and it means a lot to our community. And I would, I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. Please do comment and send us feedback and send us suggestions and interact with us you know we love to see your content as well we love to see what you guys do send us in your photos your edited photos with quentin tarantino or anything to do with interacting with our website we really appreciate it and all the support means so so much to us so thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode and stay tuned because more is coming very soon we will be updating this podcast weekly um it will be coming out every thursday um, unless stated otherwise. And I hope you are having an incredible day, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are. And I hope that you continue to be a fan of Quentin Tarantino. Or if you weren't a fan of Quentin Tarantino before, I'm sure you will be now. I'm Azra D, and this is the end of our first episode. Goodbye. <laughs>